0: Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it.
1: This episode does not contain any spoilers, but does contain mentions of Doctor Who, Chatter Me, Euphoria, and Buffy. There's also discussions surrounding child trafficking. For full list, please see show notes.
0: And welcome to A Court of Fandoms on Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing The Daughters of the Moon. This is by Lynn Ewing. We are specifically talking about the first two books in this series. We are talking about Goddess of the Night and the second one, Into the Cold Fire. And okay, Jess. Jess. (laughs) I have a confession to you. My confession is every time that I think that a day is taking forever, or that the day is dragging, or that it's just so long, I specifically and and have since I read this always think of Caddy fucking around with time. Every every time that I have said that to you, in the back of my head, it's Caddy fucking around with time and that's why the day is so long.
1: It makes sense. Like, you know, what's funny. And maybe it's because, like, you know, our background in fantasy and sci-fi. And obviously, mine isn't as, you know, in-depth as your knowledge. But even thinking about, like, Doctor Who and stuff... Every time something was brought up, like, I mean, perfect example is like basically the first three chapters of goddess of uh goddess of the night where she's like, I hear footsteps chasing me. And then they go back in time and or like, they time jump and they realize it's their own footsteps that are also. Ch- I was just like, that makes so much sense. This is so fun. But like, I was having those same thoughts, too. And when like the day, the days were dragging, I go, oh, that's. That's so interesting. But now to know you're like, fuck you, Caddy. <laughs> when that
0: do- those days happen. Okay, so I am very excited about this because I read these books when I was young. I won't say when, but when I was <laughs> young, they were very impressionable on me. If you read this series, or even if you just read these first two, I think you need the first two to really get it. But if you read these first two, you will just be like, oh, well, I know everything about her because... So much of myself is in these these books and this whole series, really. But it, it's just it's very fun. OK, so what are we talking about? Jess, what are we talking about? Uh
1: Well, where, where do we want to start? Do you want to start with the characters or do we want to start with the amulets? Because just bouncing off of what you said, the second you're talking about the fashion and everything, I was like, I'll, I immediately thought of the crystal moon amulet that you were like, "I want this for my birthday." And I was like, "Okay, that's one of your items. Like, you get to pick one item for your birthday, and I have like full control of Laura's other presents." But I was like, "Just give me a link to like one of the things you want." And I was like, "Her, her whole fashion—I can't say if like your fashion sense came from this or like—I I don't know. I feel like you already had the sense, but it's so influenced. And I really—you just can." picture it so well from the colors to the glitter to the highlighters to the I mean even they were talking about like makeup with the blue mascara you do your lash extensions with the purple ones now too so I was just like Laura <laughs> pulled straight on a book
0: it's it's very influential it just incredibly incredibly oh my god I, I just smile thinking about it um, if you do purchase these books you can buy them On like thrift books and stuff, they are very fun to look at. Like the covers are fun. They're like small and the pictures are gorgeous. Uh, would recommend. We are going to go through the plot of these, but jumping off of Jess and the fashion and myself, uh, these books came out in 2000. This is a beautiful snapshot of (laughs) 2000 from the fashion to the Uh, The casual lines about, like, computers? Computers? No. And, like, cell phones are just, like, not really... mm. Well, they were talking about borders, and when they said raise the roof
1: during one of the dance scenes, I was like, okay, we're going there, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but... But uh, I, I only bring this up before we start talking about the characters. Um, there is not a lot of cringy, like, slang or anything to, like, date this. The only thing that really dates this is, like, the, the descriptions of the fashion, I think, and the uh, lack of technology. Yeah, but I mean, at least with the fashion,
1: it still feels like, like I just came back from, you know, the Harry, the Harry Styles concert and... I felt like I saw half the outfits that were there. And I loved every single one. I was like, what a look. I mean, it's exactly what's what Urban Outfitters is selling right now, too.
0: It is. Yeah, it is weirdly very trendy. It's very, very Y2K. Okay, so there are a lot of books in this series. Of course, we're covering the first two. Each book has a different main character. So you get a different POV. I love this. I find this very fun. I don't like being stuck in one character's POV all the time. And like here just in these f- first two books we get Vanessa and we get Serena and then everybody that is the mc of their book is on the cover so you can kind of like figure out who's who just from what we know but just tell me about these characters and i would just love to know your impressions of them too
1: all right so Doing a full character breakdown, well, not full, but the gist of some of the main characters with the two books that we've read so far. You have, for book one, well, really all of them, um, you have Vanessa, who is the female main character in the first book. You have Caddy, who is Vanessa's best friend, again, in the first book. Then you have Jimena, who is also makes an appearance in the first book and then transitions into, like, the like into book two. Same thing with Serena. Then you have Colin, who is Serena's brother. Morgan, who is this, like, bitch I want to punch in the face and have fighting, and I can't wait till we talk about that because if you fucking tell me she's going to have an arc, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. (laughs) And then there's Stanton and then the followers. I use that in air quotes. The Atrix. Atrix? Atrox? Atrox. Atrox. Okay, here...
0: Here, here's the thing with all of this. I have never spoken about this series out loud to another person that was interested my entire life. So I do not know how to pronounce some of this stuff. And I don't think it's
1: on audio. I, I didn't check it's on not. Audible, truthfully.
0: Yeah, no, it's not. I can't find it anywhere. And uh nobody I know <laughs> talks about it. So it's just kind of whatever we think at this point.
1: Um, And then we have Zaheer who shows up in book two um, and we also have Michael who's in both books and he winds up being Vanessa's boyfriend Um, to jump back into the main character, the four main characters who you, (laughs) spoiler alert, find out are goddesses and not witches and not aliens and not all this stuff. Um, And there's also a funny line where they're like, I don't even know how to explain anything because our society would be, would happily accept the fact that us being aliens sounds more logical than being goddesses. Um, but Vanessa, she has this power of like molecular disappearance. So it's basically like she vi- like goes invisible caddy, t- uh, time travels, time jumps, however you want to call it. Um, but she could only do it within like 24 hours. So if she wants to go back a couple more days, she has to go back like 24 hours and then 24. hours, It's like a whole jumping thing. Um, then you have Ximena, who has the power of premonition. And then Serena, who is able to read people's minds.
0: And shenanigans ensue. And uh, the shenanigans ensue in a high school in L.A. La Brea High. In the 2000s. Like, 2000, exactly. And they are 15. Yeah. Yes, yes, they are 15. Okay, I will go on record and say that this is my favorite YA series. Obviously, this shaped me, but... These, these main characters are not, to me, l- they don't read young. Like, for example, and I can't even remember her name. I still can't. The main character in Shatter Me, that girl, reads- Oh, Julie- Juliet. Juliet. She reads so young, right? So young. And like the- these girls are 15, and they don't read young to me. They read like-, like normal like people kids well i think i I think we mentioned it in our Shatter me
1: episode where once we talked it out she reads young but she's actually been isolated like she was you know institutionalized at 12 or 13 so by the time it's two years later she might be 15 in years but mentally she hasn't kind of grown to to you know I I don't know, I want to say maturate, but that's not what it is. But she hasn't been exposed to other people within that age range
0: either. Which is so, so telling of like why that series is just like not interesting. And this one has captured my entire heart and soul. Because, okay, let's get into it. Vanessa can go invisible. She is a nervous 15-year-old who wants to date the popular boy in school, who's like really good looking, but also really sweet and like in a band and communicates like he straight up tells her
1: like i like you i like you more than a friend if you don't want that with me we can just be friends but i want to be honest with where i'm at with my feelings for you and then also apologizes when he was like i fucked up i had this whole other assumption and i couldn't tell you over the phone i needed to tell you in person like
0: this man 15 years old i would have dropped dead (laughs) And that is a great way to start this, Jess. Uh, This book series, and I'm saying series because I've read it all, but you can tell from these first two books, takes tropes and kind of, like, switches them a little bit, which is nice because, like, the men are communicating. Even the evil ones are communicating, right? (laughs) Everybody's talking. Everybody's talking. Everybody's plans are, like, you know, okay? That's not a problem. Uh, The parents, like, Vanessa's mom is, like, there. She's involved. She's probably the most involved parent because
1: I mean, Serena says, like, my dad's working like really weird hours. Caddy's mom adopted her because she wants, like, I don't want the government to take you away from me. So like I'm going to protect you. And then Vanessa's Vanessa's very much like, Where were you? What time is it? The place closed at twelve. It's two AM. Like
0: up her ass, which I get. She's fifteen. <laughs> and and that's how we start, right? So we start. Vanessa is fifteen. She is leaving the the club. It was teen, it was teen night. Teen night. It's teen Did night. Did you guys have teen night growing up? Yeah, we absolutely had teen night. Absolutely, we thought it was like. The coolest shit, but like it was. It we was... tried
1: to find a teen night growing up, and we were we heard where it was, and we of course you asked the parent to draft you because nobody had their license, and we drove around. This address didn't exist, so the one time we attempted teen night was a bust.
0: Bust, bust. Yes, we did. We did have teen night. It was not like this. Planet Bang <laughs> sounds awesome. It I sounds don't know. like the
1: bronze, especially it when do, Michael yeah. starts
0: playing. <laughs> it does exactly sound like the bronze from Buffy. I, I just love it. I love Planet Bang. Like the name is so stupid. It's just so fun. <laughs> um, but she's le- Vanessa, she's leaving Planet Bang. She's like all worked up, right? And like somebody's, somebody's following her. And this is when, and this, and this is like the first, first couple pages. Uh, Vanessa says, I am afraid. Women should not be afraid on the street. We should be able to go and have fun and walk home. What the fuck is this? I mean, obviously, it's why she doesn't say this. But, like, yeah. Yeah, about that, though. Right?
1: Like... Oh, that was one of the quotes that I highlighted. Girls had a right to enjoy the night, to run wild under the moon and stars, and not stay huddled behind the bolted doors.
0: Yeah. So, as... Again, as a child... The um, feminism kind of message that is very strong here uh, and is kind of out in the open <laughs> was uh, way over the head of of the, uh, you know, young me who was in it for the boys and the, the <laughs> club and the fashion and the magic. Reading
1: this now, I was like, yes, feminism. But I was also still yes to the makeup and the fashion but i uh, but 13 year old me would have 100% been like the boys in
0: the club and this is what it's going to be like when i'm old i'm going to have a gr- like a bunch of friends like this and we're going to dance at the club and we're going to be awesome together like and everyone's going to stop and look, look at, you. at us yeah, pray, like this is the fucking dream <laughs> This is the dream. So, like, yes, as an adult, I mean, this is why the podcast is so great. As an adult, I can see that, like, feminism has been spoon-fed to me through the series that I've loved my entire life. But it just went right over my fucking head. Uh, But I I appreciate it now. Thank you, Lynn. Um, But I I, I like that because we get that right off the bat. And, um, when you go back and talk about Michael, uh, her, her boyfriend, her, you know, her love interest and boyfriend at the end, uh, something that this book series does a lot is that they do like a time and a place. Michael's like, cool. All right. I will pick you up tomorrow at your house. House seven. Like clear communication. We love an assured love interest. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Or also, like, when the girls are making plans, you know, just like various times, they're like, I will meet you at Johnny Rocket's at this time on this day. I will, we're, um, we're going to Maggie's at this time at this day. It is just so nice because we have seen the trope of like, all right, I'll pick you up at eight. Fucking where? Like, <laughs> what? Uh, I, I just, I like the, the little details because that easily, didn't have to be there. Right? It's just like a good writing thing that closes a silly little plot hole with a couple words.
1: I like it. I didn't even think about it that way. I just like the affirmation of like, this is the importance of making plans. I'm going to do this like A plus B equals C. I'm going to pick you up at this place and C is we're going to hang out. Like there was no question. Nothing was in limbo. Those were the plans. The plans were made. No question asked.
0: It's just it's just nice. Something that is not nice is Morgan. And I have to admit to you that I cannot remember if she has like a redemption arc, but like she's straight trash garbage now. Um, she's a bad person. We don't like her. She's mean. And I like, again, clear communication. That Caddy has with Vanessa, so Vanessa's like she feels obligated to hang out with Morgan, and it's like kind of annoying, right like I something why?
1: i I kind of remember why they felt obligated because of how they used to hang out with when they were younger or something, and that's just like a perfect example of like sometimes you do gr- outgrow friendships, you know, not for any other reason, but she's just like a like you know maybe she was nice when she was younger, but then she turned out to be like. A st- like just a terrible person, because even when, and not just the first book, in both books, where Vanessa needed help or somebody needed help she was she changed the story she would constantly lie she's completely vapid everything has to be centered around her and she had this one moment where you were like maybe she is kind of different because she said something to Vanessa or she was like come on you know I just say things to say things I don't actually mean them and even Vanessa was just like then why say them at all like Mm -hmm. you're not helping yourself and when I'm starting to it was the first book where like she got like possessed or whatever her hope was taken away from her it amplified and in the second one I was like I said, had some choice words that I was saying to her but all I could think of was like no no I'm Serena Ser, when Serena went into her mind and fucked everything up I was like thank God because I, I'm constantly feeling like everybody else is a better person than I am and then Serena pulled through and was like that's that's my girl and then even Jimena was like I'll cut kind a of bitch like, and
0: I've and I have before, and I was like, "See, these are the two people I like." Well, and we go back to communication. Caddy says, "Like, why do you hang out with her?" And then something that I really like from Caddy: Caddy goes, "I don't like how she makes me feel. She makes me feel like I'm not good enough, and she makes me feel like I'm unclean," and. And I like, I like that. That is like clear communication with like I statements and, and being like, these are my feelings about this person that you are continuing to like bring into our circle that is doing nothing but like sucking joy, which is so interesting in her plot too, right? Like she gets her hope sucked from her. But like what she does in any social situation from the moment we meet her is suck the life out of everybody around her. And she's just
1: condescending every interaction or it's backhanded compliments. And even, you know, and part of even in book two, I got even more frustrated because she's all up Serena's brother's ass because she liked him and, you know her brother is, I'm assuming he's older, so he must be like a senior or something at this point if she's 15. And he's just digmatized over the popular girl. And he can't say it. So I was already frustrated. Like, I get that maybe that's a brother thing, but I'd be so hurt because you start, you know, there's certain things that, um, like Serena, when she went into Humana's head, um, when she was looking at her thoughts, she was started to be like, if this is my best friend and she thinks this about me, does everybody think this about me? What does my brother think about me when she's like, you know, talking about, like, the way she dresses or she doesn't have a boyfriend, like, is it impacting? You know, because her brother's really all she has. Her dad works late nights, you know, and I like, that's who the person she has a relationship with, and the fact that he was just letting her shit on her, like, he, Colin, was letting her, Morgan, shit on her, his sister, Serena. Sorry, there were a lot of
0: pronouns <laughs> there, and I There's needed to... to I needed
1: to clarify. I was so
0: hurt for her. Yeah, it, ugh, but uh, I don't know. I cannot... Think of Morgan's redemption arc off the top of my head. Good. She shouldn't need one. She'll go with Tam and Bye. Let, let's pretend she doesn't have one. Uh, let's talk about our, our big bad here. Let's talk about Stanton. Uh, Stanton. Oh, did I forget to mention Stan? No, I mentioned it. He just Stanton. Uh, Stanton is evil. Stanton is evil. Um, but is he? I, I, I love this. I, I, I love this because, and I like this setup. And I should also point out that these books, like I said, are very like kind of small and they're very short. And the the chapters in the first book are just a couple of pages and they're written like thrillers. So you get to the end, you're like, Oh my gosh what happens next? Woo! And you have to go to the next chapter and like da-da-da and then you're at the end. The second book, Into the Cold Fire, has like longer chapters, but you know, that's fine.
1: But they end the same way though too because there was one chapter, like off the top of my head, there was one chapter where Serena was like, she saw light coming out from under the door, she peeked in and she ran in the other direction. I was like, why? 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 <laughs> you have to like turn, <laughs> turn the, page.
0: the page. You have to turn the page. It's, it's just so good. But in the first book, I like that they set up Stanton as kind of this like, um, this like foil kind of to Michael, right? He's like, he could be a love interest. He like helps out Vanessa. They like fight. He leaves her the pillow. They have a connection. She does a kindness in his mind. Uh, we should mention there's an age gap thing here. Oh, yeah. Cause he's from like the
1: 13th century. Yes. <laughs> like super age gap. <laughs> super age gap. Um, but yeah, I, but he's definitely painted. It's still into the second book, I feel, where I don't want I don't know if I want to say allegiance, but he's definitely morally gray because you're like because Michael goes like Stanton rubs me the wrong way. Like, you know, when people are just evil and then you find more about him and you think, oh, he is evil. And then he comes around for a hot second. and You go, oh, maybe maybe he's not. He's helping her. He's helping her Vanessa out. And then he doesn't. And you're just constantly back and forth. I don't know where I'm at with him just yet, but because in the back of my mind, even if he is playing both sides of the fence, I would be I would be where Vanessa was at the end of the first book where she's like, well, how am I supposed to keep trusting you?
0: Well, totally fair. Totally fair. And that's going to lead me into the to the second book with Stanton. But I want I want to talk about. The full circle kind of closure that we get in Goddess of the Night. So we start off with Vanessa being followed. We have lots of plot with her, like meeting Serena and Timina and kind of figuring out everybody's like powers. It's like this whole situation. Um because Caddy goes missing. That is the most important part here, right? Like Caddy Caddy goes missing, and that is scary. Uh, Because I I remember when I was reading this, I was like, what, what is going to be like the thing? Right. What is going to be the thing? And then it was like, and that's, and, and the chapter ended. It was like, and that's the last time I saw Caddy. And I was like, what? What? Next page. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Next page. And then I didn't like the fact that they just kind of dismissed her. Like, oh, well, she's a runaway. Mm -hmm. Oh, she was adopted as if she wasn't adopted for like, since she was sick. So it wasn't like this new... Like, Caddy's mom was Caddy's mom. Especially for all intensive purposes. And it was just the dismissiveness of, well, that's runaway. So we're not going to try to look for this person? And why isn't... Like, obviously um vanessa knew the truth she knew she was like she got lost time jumping i know it's something she got stuck i kept telling her to be careful and she wasn't careful um and i mean we know that that wasn't the case she was kidnapped kidnapped. But like the fact that it was a runaway was the first thought and not like sex trafficking
0: i i was like why isn't anybody looking for this child this child she's 15 this child and you're right everyone's like oh caddy caddy and her mom that's just so like hers and vanessa is the only one that's like no like let's go look let's go look and i do like that as soon as vanessa's mom fi- like finds out right she's like oh well, let's go look for her let's go look for her right now like why aren't we looking i i did appreciate that about vanessa's mom
1: i was also really um surprised at the same time because you hear her mom constantly talking shit about caddy you know, like oh Caddy's this way she's a bad influence I don't like her mother and then she but she also went into mama's you know, she's like, if she wasn't if she was happy at home, you know she could have stayed here. Mm-hmm. Like, I think her mom probably just has this different perception of, like, the environment that Caddy needs, you know? And Caddy's like, I really don't give a fuck. Like, it has nothing to do about the environment. Like, yeah, like, no. I have this awesome gift. I'll go back and change my grades. And, like, deuces, I'm going to
0: keep practicing because I don't know what this is, but it sure sounds fun. And I, I really enjoy that because... um caddy says like vanessa you gotta fucking practice it's a muscle don't be afraid of this practice your mat, like your your gift or whatever um and and caddy uses hers all the time and and i like the description of how caddy uses it like her pupils dilate the her watch hand goes and the description of the tunnel and how they fall i like the description of vanessa's gifts too Uh, just in um this first book of where her molecules start to go like I mean, it's, like, like, silly and cheesy, but I appreciate that. That's, like, little details that you, you know, don't need, but make it just a little bit more real. Um, but when Caddy goes missing and Vanessa goes and, like, the, there's, like, that whole kidnapping situation, that's scary. And then when Morgan is there, I'm bringing this back, and, the, and Morgan is there and she's, like, soul sucked and stuff, like, ugh. <sighs> It's it's it, it's it's frustrating to me because like you never it's like what do you do you you can't leave her right like she's so mean but like you can't leave her obviously there's like a problem but then it's like ugh, I don't know that that whole situation I I hate that whole I hate that whole situation but the full circle moment that I really love here is that Vanessa in the very beginning. Pulls up a flamingo lawn like a lawn flamingo, and she's like she's holding it with her. down like Melrose, right? She's like carrying it with her. Uh, the description is like she had it like a javelin, right? She's ready. Uh, and then at the end of this book, she goes and she buys a flamingo, and she like puts it back on the lawn. It was like she was like I had something to do, and I was like oh it's gonna be like some big like dramatic thing. Like she's she's like embracing her power, and I was like no she bought a lawn. okay she's 15
1: but but yeah exactly i think that's what it kind of grounds it to remember and at Mm -hmm. the end of the day she's just like your typical 15 year old like that's what i feel the message not the whole message but you know just to drive home the point that they're in high school there are minors who are essentially saving the world from evil and like not even just like they were like evil like satan they were like no evil like the person who convinced satan to like go to his demise or what you know yeah
0: it's like the first evil yeah Yeah. the first
1: evil for like lucifer to become the fallen angel to commit all that stuff which like obviously with our knowledge the supernatural and like all the background and like you know sabrina the chilling adventures of sabrina i'm like lucifer's just misunderstood (laughs)
0: It's like, oh, but no, but no, he's so evil like, this is, here. This is a different,
1: yeah, I was like, this, this is, is a different, different Lucifer evil.
0: This <laughs> is different. Oh, my goodness. This is, oh, this is so different. Um, Okay, so there there's kidnapping and Stanton at all evil tries to do the blackmail meet and switch evil battle thing. And they go to the warehouse and they have like a little battle. Um, But Vanessa gets all dressed up like... I love again little details. I love that her mom is a fashion designer. I love that she's a little bit uncomfortable that her mom is so trendy that people make fun of her for that. I like that she goes into her mom's like like studio Studio, and and just like starts taking things off the rack. Like yeah yeah yeah. I like that her color (laughs) is blue and she does like all of the blue. I like the picture on the thing. I like all of that she like paints flames up all like her little her little battle that she has there like go off vanessa i like it and then she like you know floats off just and then but then again she has that whole thing with michael um my point here being is that we do meet maggie in the midst of all of this right we meet maggie forgot about maggie we maggie is like pivotal yes maggie Tell
1: me about Maggie. So Maggie, I still don't know all her background, but she basically knows the background of The Daughters of the m- Goddesses of mm-hmm. the Moon. Um that um and the first book is based kind of off of the Greek mythology with edit Endymion. I don't I can never sometimes I butcher and Endymion maybe that's it. <laughs> and so she's saying like we needed protectors of the world uh, the goddess Selene uh, who's like one of the goddesses of the moon fell in love with and Endymion I'll, I'll get that eventually. I'm sorry. And um, they bore many, many children, and they are to protect everything from like the dark and the evil. But whenever she goes, to, whenever the goddess Celine goes to see her lover, those are like when there's a new moon and no moon, and those are the darkest of the night. Blah blah blah. So here we are. That you have all the goddesses, all the daughters, um, who are to protect, and everybody has a different power more or less and collectively like they are an unstoppable force because yay feminism yay girl power yay like female friendships and maggie has been visiting the girls in their dreams for a certain amount of time until like they gravitated towards her they never knew they just were getting these dreams except for vanessa who was already having nightmares which means the atrix atrox um had already kind of like gone into her head. So that's why Maggie was having a hard time. So they go to Maggie, I do have a question about Maggie, but I feel like that's not going to get answered till later. Um so Maggie's here to help the girls kind of guide them and mentor them with the knowledge that she has and share it with the girls and kind of um with each of their powers. That's who Maggie is.
0: Yes. And Maggie tells tells the girls the most important kind of thing I think uh so far is that Uh they are 15 now, all of these girls. They have a choice at 17. I thought this was really interesting. Like it's only it's only a little bit of time. Like it is not a lot of time. Um at 17, so Vanessa, Caddy, Humina, and Serena will have to make a choice. They can either keep keep their like powers or whatever but like go off into like some unknown nothingness thing situation, or they can lose their powers, lose their memories and remain as a mortal girl on earth. Unbothered. What would you pick? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've been meaning to ask you that since I
1: started reading. <laughs>
0: Probably, probably just to keep my powers because and they and like go off into nothingness because like, because they even say it was almost like your human form would kind of
1: like you would die, quote unquote, essentially on like the human realm, the earth realm. Yeah, but you like but whatever happens next happens.
0: Yeah. Next. So that's a guarantee, you know, yeah. something. At least that's something that's a guarantee. Uh, You know, human life is is what it is. <laughs> but uh that's that's where we're at uh i I like it i like that built in piece of lore that gives everything kind of an urgency right it's it 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 builds in the urgency it builds in like well shit vanessa should have her first kiss vanessa should have her boyfriend like she's got like like two years before she's got to make this big thing like yeah i i i like that i like that added pressure uh, just because it, it just builds in a little bit of drama. And that's like super fun. Uh, but uh, the second book, I really like the second book. Uh, you know, I like Vanessa. I like Vanessa. I, I don't, here's the thing. I don't care about her. Like, oh no, I'm going to float away. I, I you know, whatever. Okay, Vanessa, fine. Uh, but she's, she's kind of over that by the end of the book. And that's fine. And then, but we move on to Serena and like Serena is like in her power. She's capable. She's got interest. She's like, a bad bitch. I love Serena. I like Serena a lot. I like her more than Vanessa.
1: And not to like no hate to Vanessa, but like I I feel like I just I don't not just necessarily you don't have to you know, obviously you don't have to relate to a character to love a character, but she knew who she was. She made no apologies for she, you know, whenever Morgan would be like, you're the queen of bizarre. And then her brother would say, like, you know, the kids at school are calling you queen. They go to the same school. No, yeah. they no, And that's why yeah. she goes. No, they don't. Morgan is. And she's like mm-hmm. fucking with your head because she's sucking your dick. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of like I really just don't. I just I hate that Morgan is putting a strain, strain on Serena's. Relationship with her brother, but I'll tell you what's not putting a strain on the relationship, Jimena. Because right off the page, I was like, "That is a that is a best friend falling, firing your best friend's boyfriend or brother situation." If I ever read one, and you knew it, you knew it, and then I love that it gets kind of confirmed later on. It was like, yes, it jumps off the page. Not that I want this series to be boy focused. I don't want that to because you know I, I I'm so here for for the feminism and everything, but it was just like.
0: Okay, this is fun. I know I'm going to be cheering for that a while, you know, from from the bleachers. It, well, it sparks. It's like bang, bang, bang. The banter. The it's banter. Fast. It's good. It's so just, good. It's and it's fun and and like older brothers, like ugh, you know. Cause but it doesn't it, take over the whole book. The whole book or the pl- you know, it, that's
1: the same thing. Like the story still continues. The plot mm-hmm. is still there. It doesn't take you know, it doesn't take away from it the focus at all. It's fun.
0: Uh, there's a new kind of addition to the the lore here that we get in this book and that is the regulators i don't know if you picked that up the regulators are the the like uh kind of like uh what is it what is it uh internal review what is it no uh, internal like like, like like a like a board of directors kind of thing no no they're the cops they're like the internal oh, cops they like no, investigate itself that's a thing that's a thing someone tell me what that is um but it's so it's like the the atrox like the evil organization has its own investigators and those investigators are the regulators and the regulators root out any sort of conspiracy or traitor situation in the atrox and then they kill those members so that is another added layer of drama i feel like the second book doesn't like it was it wasn't
1: such a huge point no like it was just there it was given but it wasn't
0: honed in on it was given to add an urgency to everything that Stanton is doing, right, like, and and that is why I really like Stanton in in this book, uh, not just because like he's the love interest for Serena and they have all these memories, and he has he has all the memories. He and she knows doesn't. And she doesn't.
1: Uh, uh, that's that such a, a good.
0: Well, part of me didn't know if they were legit at first because
1: of the lack of trust that I had h- with him from Vanessa, but I knew something was going on. I can tell you, I knew the here wasn't good because he was being right. When he was with her at school, like when he came up to her and he was like, when are you going to invite me over? Mm-hmm. I was like, you're being too push- pushy, bro. There is that is a red flag. If I, Why are you asking me to invite you over to my house when my dad's at work? I was already getting red flags from him. And that's just me being a woman like naturally attuned to picking up red <laughs> red flags that you're like, danger, danger. Um, so I was like, I don't trust him. And then he was wearing he was wearing a black turtleneck with a leather jacket in L.A. Are you kidding me? No, like it was not December. I can tell you that much. And who's wearing a turtleneck in L.A.? Yeah, Unless no. it's just a turtle. <laughs> I just had like a lot of, you know, like, you know, when people, when people talk about like criminals and they're like,
0: why are you wearing gloves in August? I was like, oh, red flag. He also never answers any of her questions. Every time she asks him a direct question, he just kind of like brushes it off and redirects and that's like "Mm, that's villain material (laughs) i've learned that and
1: i want you to come alone i don't want to be with your friends everything i was like oh man and she's but she's also because he's kind of all you find out that he's also erasing her memories and Mm take or like suppressing them in other areas there was even the the point where she was having him hold her amulet and she actively knew she's like Stanton's getting further and further back in my head. I can't remember it. Or there was another line Humana said, She was like, You were so excited about it. What do you and she was you know, there was one line where she goes, uh, oh, you know, did 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 you do anything to Morgan again? And she's like, Again? I never even did it the first time. I like, go, oh, she doesn't remember. And this just like it just kind of compounds onto everything with Zaheer like proving that he keeps taking her memory. But when I first heard it, I just had doubts with Stanton because I was like, you've already lied. Like, how do we know this isn't another lie? Which is she knows also. So it's just how he was picking and choosing which memories to kind of suppress was very interesting. But she was doing the same to other people, too.
0: Yeah. Like they were all doing doing the thing to each other. It it was just it was just a lot going on there. Uh, But I do like it. Okay, so what does Serena do? Serena's out. And her brother is surfing, and that's boring sometimes. So she wanders away, like. But there was like a whole situation there. Um, and she sees the immortality ceremony because Serena is the like chosen, right? So she can see the ceremony. She can touch the fire. Uh, it's not going to like hurt her or or whatever. Um, so I I think that is very fun. Um, that that whole kind of plot twist, like, okay, one of them. You know, one of the goddesses is going to be tempted. Oh, my goodness. Like, Stanton. But then Serena says, like, my hands. Later, she wakes up on the beach. Colin can't find her. Her hands are all, like, scratched and stuff and, like, her shoes and everything. And she has no memory. Her glasses are broken. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, it looks like I was holding on to something. Later, we find out, like, Stanton. um, All of that stuff. Um, I have a note here. And it says, new lashes. Uh, the girls going lash shopping was so much fun for me. Uh, I, I just was giggling. I was just giggling so hard. And they were like, yeah, get these. You're going to look amazing. They're like red. They're like crazy, like super fun lashes. And then like bat your, like then they were going to like one of the school dances or like the
1: bronze or the bronze planet, planet bang, planet bang. Um,
0: just like flutter your la- lashes when you look over. I just, I loved it. <laughs> There's so much fun. Oh my gosh. It's so much fun. Um, uh, so then, then, uh, just like loose plot, loose plot, loose plot. Uh, there's the concert with Michael's band, right? And Vanessa gets all jealous. That, okay. Vanessa being jealous about that is so relatable to like be 15. These girls are like whipping their tits out to have your boyfriend like sign them. And he's like six, like 17 max. Like, I, I totally understand. And then he's like, you're so cool. You're not jealous. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> Caddy's
1: laughing. <laughs> Caddy's laughing when he says that. Because I would have... Because Caddy was like a really good friend. Because she, she wants... I'm trying to think. Serena to like go into like just just hear what the other girls are saying. And you could hear, like, the girls are like, that's his girl. Like, most of the girls were being super respectful. Oh, my God, that's his girlfriend over there. Oh, my gosh, she's so pretty. Oh, my gosh, I want to, you know, like, they were being, like, super, which I wasn't expecting initially with how it was going. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be super catty. And it wasn't, so I was very surprised. like Another another trope
0: turned on the head there. Yeah,
1: I really appreciated that. And then, of course, you have, like, the one girl who you know that was written in like let me show you sign my stomach sign my boobs oh you want to like call me later and have you ever seen that tiktok it was like within the last week it's like do you like me he's like i have a girlfriend i have a girlfriend she's like you don't want to hang out with me and she's like i have a girl like that was his only answer all the time that's basically what michael's doing and, but she's obviously like she's getting she's fifteen. she's a bit insecure. her boyfriend's hot. He's in the band. He's popular. And all these girls are throwing How themselves so. at him. and she's yeah. like, it's not me. She's like like hyperventilating and having like an anxiety attack and she's being jealous. and then like all her molecules are she's going like to go they're like, come get her, come attack her. And like put her back together, Serena, go into her head.
0: do something. <laughs> I love it. I, I just love it. I love it so much. Uh, And there's also an opportunity for communication here because Serena feels that the girls are, like, a little bit off, right? Everybody's, like, a little bit off. And they can't, like, quite figure it out. They're a little bit off after she tells them and Maggie and everybody about the coal fire. And she can't quite put her fingers on it. But then she, Serena, goes into Vanessa's head. And this is what you were talking about earlier. And she was like, oh, like, they think, like, she thinks that I'm going to portray... Uh, our whole situation here. And then that is when the girls say, like, actually, 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 no, you mean I had a premonition? She had a premonition that we saw you go into the coal fire and like turn that, that is why. And I like that. And it's like, no, but we are all here and we're going to make sure it doesn't happen. And they, they like rally around her about that. And I did really appreciate that. And they did like full, like straight up tell her exactly why when and how
1: and i love because even at that point serena was having the doubt she's like but you've never had a like premonitions aren't changeable all your premonitions come true and this is goes to say like a perfect example is when um humana had her first premonition when she was younger and her best friend at the time was killed from like like a gang war basically and she was like i saw this premonition we wouldn't walk down that street for weeks you know i wouldn't let her walk us walk down that street forever and the one day that i wasn't with her she walked down that street and she was like, I thought I caused it. You know, she talks about like her, her, her old origin story of how her powers started. And that's where all that doubt is coming. We're like, but we're going to find a way. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I do, I do love their friendship between the four of them. Like they've rallied together and even, um, Humana and, And Serena, they talk about, like, how they first started their friendship because they were kind of, like, the two original people that Maggie found. And she said, like, Humana didn't trust her. And then, like, then one time Serena stood up for her for some situation. She's like, now she'll protect, like, we protect each other with our lives. Like, it was such a huge moment for both of them.
0: And we we love the sisterhood moment. And that brings me to my point. Uh, The Goddess of the Night, the first book that we talked about, uh, we mentioned is about Selene. you know that's the that's the kind of theme there. Uh, the theme for Into the Cold Fire is about Hecate, and we love that. And I'm just going to read the like last little part of the prologue for this. Um, and it says, "Today, few know the great goddess Hecate. Those who do are blessed with her compassion for a soul lost in a realm of evil. Some are given a key, and Serena." Uh, was told that she's a key, right? She's chosen. She's the key. She's the one that the the atrix, atrix wants all of that stuff. Um, so what happens? Uh, Serena and Himina, um, are, go to a crossroads, right? They're okay. No, back up, back up, back up to the rave, back up to the rave because the rave is amazing. <laughs> the rave is amazing. Do you know how badly I was reading this when I was a child, and I was like, I want to be there. I want to be at a desert rave. Now, as an adult, I don't want to be at a desert (laughs) rave. I remember I had so many flashbacks
1: because I remember when I was younger, I wanted to be like, I wanted to be the club kid. I loved the style. I wanted to be, like, a rave girl. And I remember, I think, like, my parents came across, like, some email, you know, because everything's under parental control in my bubble. They were like, do you know what this means? Because they were talking about plur. And I was like, peace love. Like, I didn't know about, like, the rave subculture. And when you, like, when I think plur, like, it's literally peace, love, unity. This one, I think, said understanding and respect. But obviously, like... Even me telling you that whether I'm in a rave culture or not, why wouldn't we live in a plur culture? Why wouldn't you want to le- live within peace, love, unity and respect? Like Gosh. I was I wanted to be a part of like uh oh, just the raves and the music and I just wanted to have fun and be glittery and neon-y. Like I didn't think about all the other exposure to other things that came with uh you know,
0: warehouse parties and stuff. Well, and I And this is why, again, I do feel that it does a good job of being like, acknowledges and then moves on. It's like, oh, why do those kids have pacifiers? Oh, they're on ecstasy. Okay, I'm not moving on. Right. It's it's just like, okay, not relevant to the plot, but we have set the scene moving on. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate that because it does, it is just like little added details. Uh, but I love the rave. I love the feathers. Um, but this is the scene that you're talking about in the beginning where Serena, Serena has like lots of moments here. Like she, she's in a fight. They they are fighting at the rave, right? It's like a whole situation. Uh, and then Himina is there and saves the day. Um, love that. Dressed to the nines. Love it. But Morgan is there she's dancing up with a bunch of guys. And Serena is like, yo, we got to get out of here. We got to go. And, and Morgan is just like, get fucked. Get, get fucked. Like royally. No,
1: and how many times do the girls, the goddesses keep saving her ass from all these people? And she's just like, you know, she's, she's loving the attention. Then she even tries to be like, Poof, be gone. Like, here's my, you know, my satanic charm to keep you away or something. Like, that, uh, it's Zahi, not Zahir. I double-checked on that. Um, that Zahi went and showed her, like, gave to her, gifted to her. Yes. To keep the goddesses away. There's, uh, there's, there's just so much. Okay. I just have, like, and I, which I finally appreciate it, like, by the end of the second book, all the girl, you know, Morgan is officially evil. She's, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. one of the followers who she doesn't realize that they're goddesses yet, but she will. And well, I'm assuming. And I love when the girl's like, well, we tried. You know, it's it's at that point where you're like, you can't say we didn't try. We kept, you know, you know, essentially the whole thing is like the only way to defeat a follower is like basically kill them with kindness, (laughs) which is like I started laughing when I was like. Is that how they? This is they. This is how they're going to save the world by killing people with kindness, because you can't stoop to their level. Because then that's evil, and that like amplify, that like boosts them, and it's a whole thing. But they literally kill. You know, like if you, because if you're a genuine act of kindness towards the evil, they will not attack others. They cannot, at least towards you or like the people you care about or something. So it was like really interesting that that was the message. <laughs> I started laughing i shouldn't um but if we,
0: they were like well, we tried yeah we tried <laughs> we tried moving on get fucked uh, we're up to my favorite scene my favorite scene um, Himina and Serena are piecing out of the rave. They're done. They're walking back. They, they say, like, we parked a mile away. Couldn't get parking. We parked a mile away. I love that. They're walking. They get to a crossroads. Scary. There's a house there. Scary. And Serena's like, nah. Or, uh, Himina's like, no, no, wow. no, red flag, no. And, well, then the three dogs. And I was yep. like, Cerberus. <laughs> yep. The three dogs, the three keys and the wind. I have a bookmark here. This is from page 225. I'm just going to read it briefly. And I am paraphrasing i'm jumping all over uh all women have the power of the wind deep inside of them deep inside of their souls the problem is that most women let this force die out to a breeze when a whirlwind is needed when her forces are gathered and focused she can do anything it is when the force is scattered that she fails, and I love that. That is a message here, right? When she is scattered, she fails, but she's a force. When she's together, we love, uh, and we have to assume that that is Hecate. Uh, but I love that part because again, uh, Serena's in there alone because Haimin is like, "No, nah, I'm getting the car. Fuck this." I love her. No, she knows. She knows. She's like,
1: "I'm on. I'm not gonna be like, oh, let me check what that noise is." No. Yeah, let me go she's, in that I house. I love her. I love her. Yeah, I love her. Um, but to to piggyback off of what you said with the continued like strong quotes of feminism because I want to circle back to Hecate in a second. There's also like the quote. It's just like a continuous theme because even in the first book, they talk about a woman sees a glint. Um, oh, because we also know that the followers have like, th- like. Iridescent, like luminous, like yellow eyes kind of situation. And the conversation is a woman sees a glint of yellow in a stranger's eyes. And rather than trust her, uh her instinct and her intuition, she thinks it's just her imagination. And it's con- like so far from what I can tell from the first two books is it's constantly driving home about like, we as women are super powerful, but we're always kind of, it's kind of pushed down. Like we are, taught through societal expectations to suppress being aggressive. I say aggressive in quotes, suppress, you know, being direct. You need to be nice because part of the reason we have to be nice and complacent and soft-spoken to everybody is also like a survival skill. Like, it's so, I know like this, reading this series as an adult is so different. And again, which is why we love revisiting these. Um But I was just, it, it, I was just, wow. You know, the message is, is blatantly there. But when you're 13 and you see shiny things and like pretty
0: objects and pretty boys, sometimes, you know, just pretty people in general, you're like, hmm, okay. Well, you say shiny things, pretty people. We're up to the tar pits and the tar pits is like the end of the book. And we get, we get Serena in her outfit. This is her outfit, right? We love it. Uh, the descriptions of the fashion do not disappoint in book two, if anything. They, Build, they get better. We love, we love.
1: Well, one of the things that I also love, and we've spoken to this about, you know, whether it's, you know, with a lot of Sarah J. Mass's characters, is just because they are strong, powerful women, they still. How, like, hold on to that femininity. They want to go shopping. They want to be sparkly. They want to... Ooh, look, I used this stencil on the side of my hair, so now I have a glitter lightning bolt. It how fucking cool so, is that? How cool? Like, and even, like, when they have one-liners, there was the one scene where Humana and Serena walk into the club, music stops, everybody's staring at them, and they're like, "Part, you know, party's here, we can get started now kind of situation. It just felt very... Some of the one-liners were just like, this is totally Buffy the TV show, like late night, like Sarah Michelle Gellar, but like, these are just one liners that you could imagine. Like, here's a great one liner before I start kicking ass. Like I, who doesn't love, a, you know, who doesn't love a moment like that?
0: Or Serena and uh, Jimena, when they're in the, in the club at one point, just the two of them uh, towards the end and they go in and I um, mean it's like I'm gonna stand over there and you read the room. You you tell me what's what. And she's like, all right. And then gets the gets the room. She's like, yeah, okay. They're looking. They're looking. She's like, all right. And then bet. And then she pulls her skirt down lower, <laughs> right. So it's like right on her hips. And she's like, all right. Now what? And, and now my adult brain says fifteen crime. My, my child brain when I like, read when this was like, this. you are a bad bitch. You're <laughs> oh, a bad bitch. I love the part
1: where Humana is saying that and then she goes, are they thinking about what kind of books? <laughs>
0: Yeah, and she's, she's like, she's like no, they are They are not. And She's like, well, then I'm not interested. And then that's when that's when you get kind of uh, confirmation about Colin too, because Colin's like, damn. She's like, I heard.
1: I she goes, why do I hear my brother's voice? Yeah, she's, she's like, like, what, what? what? <laughs> uh, it's it's too funny. It's too.
0: Fu- it's just. It's just all again, good.
1: I would have read that at like when I was younger, and I would have been like, this is what being in high school's gonna exactly. be like. I mean, I'm gonna have yeah. a main character moment
0: i'm gonna have all of this this is gonna be my time the spotlight's gonna be on me like it's silly thinking about it but like this did the job but like that was a fucking moment Mm -hmm. it was it was it still is it still is when you are in this i was i still was just like go off go off yes
1: do you sis i was mm -hmm. so proud of her i was because i mean she i i like I said Serena and Humana, I was like these are my girls like these are my girls.
0: love I love uh, and, then, and then we have the like final battle at, at the tar pits you know whatever uh, Zahir is, is saved the helicopters come they put all the fires the, the, everybody scatters you know whatever and then they even said like oh this must have been like a methane yeah like, leak or whatever <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just it's it's very funny. It's very silly. Uh, and then Serena and Stanton like like have a thing, like right? They're officially
1: having a thing at the end, like shit But like it's now we now we're tapping into the forbidden love trope because mm-hmm. they are they are arch nemesis because he's a follower, but he really. He, but like that's also the part where I was like, where is this going to go just yet? Because he's like, oh, I liked Vanessa, but it was never like I liked you, and I was like, oh, we're going to use that line, okay. Um, but I do think he, like, I do think that there might be something more there, but of course, the forbidden, and of course, the age gap. He's from the, I mean, he's from the 1200s, because they talked about, like, basically one of the crusades, but it was like the mm-hmm. crusades against the Atrix, the yep. Um, so what are they gonna do now? Who oh, no. They, like,
0: like, drive off together. Yeah. Pacific Coast Highway. What a scene. Yeah. What a scene. They drive off together. Um, I'm, I'm circling back because I like Stanton because Stanton, um, plays the politics and he communicates these politics to Serena. So he not only communicates to Serena that, uh, one, you're in danger Two, this is the specific person that you are in danger of. And this is specifically what he is doing to you. Like all of that. I mean, very clear. Uh, and then Stanton says like, you don't remember this because of this. That's Fine right that's fine like that th- this is all fine now I-, I will do this again like we will we will do all of this again and he does though he yeah. he's like do you remember
1: and she's like what are you talking about she's like a fucking course of course you don't course. remember here's <laughs> your
0: sandals like here's all of your shit that you left like here's like he proves it um but the thing that i like a lot about stanton is like look i'm gonna play the politics here the atrox appreciates and understands competition within its ranks, right? So, like, if I take out here, if I take him out, the Aatrox will understand that and the regulators will not come after me because that's competition within the ranks. But I cannot just, like, run away with you and, and like, leave this situation, like, unattended because then that is desertion and that is suspicious, right? That
1: Yeah, so he's like, we had to be say like we're better separate that you know sometimes it's like we're better together like this is like for our safety we need to split up we can't he's like you have to hone in on your powers you're going to have to t-. and she's like i don't know and he's like we're going to have to fucking find, yeah, out. find out yeah find out figure it out because you're able to do it this is your capability because if he was cape he had that talent like you have it too you just you don't even have to do anything you just have to like make somebody's like feel fuzzy you don't have to take a memory you don't even have to go Super deep, but I, it made sense because, and I understood why he was, uh, he was a, a competition even within the ranks because he's like, this is my worst enemy. If he beats me, like, even mm-hmm. from like, you know, the enemy of my enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. That's kind of like the situation. He's like, yeah, you're technically my enemy, but like, you're also this person's enemy who's also trying to like get me. So, like, we need to figure it out. And, um, that, I, I just understood the justification, cause even from like an internal ranks perspective, he's like, well, he can't out, I'm like top bitch right now. Like, I am head honcho under the Atrix basically. He doesn't want somebody above him. So I can, I, I really, I'm interested. Stanton is very interesting the more I talk it out, but I, I'm, right? I'm always gonna be like, Where is this going? Because there's a bigger picture because we have yet to really see the Atrix except like maybe in the cold flame situation.
0: And uh, there are a lot of books in this series, which is super fun. Uh, But that is the end of the the first two books. And I have... Uh books three and four in my hands and Himina is in purple on the third one and Caddy is in green on the fourth one. So we have our main characters there. Uh Jess, do you like these books and would you recommend these books?
1: I like these books a lot. I was actually going to ask if we could continue for like three and four. <laughs> of course. Um and then I would absolutely recommend them. I would recommend them for any age, really. Um I know like sometimes there's discourse to be like, oh, what are you reading? Like a YA, you know, but like no, how fun is it? Like, it's very, look how much we got out of it. You've been reading, you, you've been like living this for, you know, since you were reading it. I, this is obviously a first time read for me. And I was like, I could not put it down. Like, I've, and they're, and they're really, you know, they're easy, I, they're easy reads. And I say that in the sense that they're un, they're both under 300 pages. So if you are feeling like you want a palate cleanser, but you don't necessarily need, like, you know, everybody has a different type of palate cleanser, but if you're still looking to like want to stay in the fantasy realm kind of situation, but nothing super heavy or super world building, this is totally up that like I would say this is totally up somebody's alley or it's like it gets you to think cuz you're like, "Ooh, this is fun." I mean, granted, we had some, you know, sci-fi fantasy background like with the whole time jumping thing. I was like, "This makes absolute sense." You know, I mean, i i think i can't think of the title name but like now i'm thinking of like the april 2022 or april 2020 episode of uh doctor who when they're at the lake and it's river yes yes yes. like that's exactly what i'm thinking about like when this stuff was happening too so um yeah absolutely i would recommend it for everybody and anybody
0: yeah super fun accessible uh, Easy reads, great palate cleanser It's YA, there is no spice here Like none, just like right off the bat Like none, these are 15 year old Children
1: the spice that you're getting is, like, really the same emotions they feel like when you were, you know, in those ages and you're, like, thinking about your first kiss or, yes. like, just the excitement that comes with, like, a crush. So it's, like, really light. It's lighthearted. Um, would you do you like these as they are? Would you want to see them, like, in, in on, like, the small screen or big? Like, I feel like the small screen. No, uh,
0: I. I. I want this, I want this with the same level and production and makeup and lighting as Euphoria. Yes! Yes, that's exactly, I mean, look at the cover for the third
1: book for Jimena. like, she's almost Maddie Perez- Absolutely. And I mean, the photographer who does these co- these covers, Laura, you remember her name? Sousa? Sousa? Sousa Scalora, yes. She has a very similar style to Petra Collins, who works on a lot of like Euphoria stuff. Um, and also like did a Vogue cover with Sydney Sweeney and with, um, has like a book with Alexa Demi. So like there's a lot of <laughs> clearly we're like now we're getting like super, you know, entertainment, uh, specific, but I could see it not necessarily, um, like an HBO thing, but if Netflix can produce Winks, like yeah, this could easily like, be like a limited series, an hour each for each book. Yes,
0: so, and 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 like super saturated colors, like like flawless makeup, like the great. Glit. I mean,
1: the whole thing, everything's there. Like take the same, yeah. the same product, you know, costume, the, the costume lighting, desire, the, all yeah, of absolutely.
0: it. Because all the book covers, they all have their signature color, they all have their signature lighting. It's all there for you, laid out. Uh, the 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 chapters so, I mean, yeah. like all of it silver platter like it is literally just like here you go do something with it these have been out for twenty two years and nobody's done shit with them and it's just like hello yeah please especially now with the the Y two K like resurgence and everything yeah by the time and like now
1: it just feels like now that we're talking about by the time it goes you know to script and production and post production all that stuff now it's now you're too, you're too late it's like some things with like social media trends where you know, corporations get on like, oh, look at this reel. And you're like, okay, well, that was great. Like three weeks ago. Nobody cares now. Bye. That's fine. Update it. Update it. It's fine. I live in a Y2K like aesthetic. I still think it's so fun. I don't care.
0: You could still catch me watching that stuff. I'm trying to like fan cast and I, I just can't. I don't I don't know the, uh, the stars that would be able to pull these off, but uh, I just don't have the the knowledge of the of the young ones anymore but yes it's all it's all there especially especially this is this is the thing like especially because i'm hoping that we is successful because that is set in the same vibe right oh yeah
1: i mean you even have the mention of okie dogs in here
0: and then all the mentions of la i mean
1: everything was just because it was fantasy and a current Mm realm realm i say realm in the current world and that's exactly what we see was too it was like everything like all this fantastical whimsical things in what was then current day la and that's very much what this is too between like hollywood and vine and then they were going over to like you know buy the Cap, and it's just really interesting and super fun when they were like I, at one point I was like they're totally they might or the Hollywood Bowl, you know, like sneaking in and watch I, it was just it was very LA um in a fun way, not in like a disparaging way or anything.
0: So it could be so this is my hope. This is my hope. My hope is that Wheatsey does well and Wheatie gets people in like a nostalgic kind of LA vibe. And then Percy Jackson does well. So people are into a YA resurgence. Look what we could do with the series kind of thing. And then uh then people are like, well, what kind of YA series with a positive feminist message could we get that could like, hello, it's right here. So this is this is the trend that I'm hoping to see. And if it does happen, then you heard it here first. Um <laughs> but this is what I'm I'm hoping. I love it. So
1: thanks for joining us on this journey. And while we also continue to do this journey, please feel free to follow us at Akafe Podcast on Instagram. We're also both on TikTok, ACAFE Laura and Acafe Jessica. And if you feel ever so kind to write a positive five-star review on whatever listening platforms you listen to us on,
0: that would be greatly appreciated. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.